Hello, and welcome to Over My Head, a look back at Pop's past, presented to you by Los Lovely Boys. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast to get these episodes as they drop. The music for our episode today is provided by the artist Friend of Yours. Make sure that you go check out their stuff. We will put a link in our description. This is a podcast where we dissect all things pop from the recent past. Today, we're hoping to answer the all-important question, why did the song Party Like a Rockstar by the Shop Boys pop? This is episode 14 of our show, and we are back. We took a little hiatus um, from recording due to the holiday, but gentlemen, we are back talking about maybe one of my favorite songs of all time, and that is a big, big you know, thing to say, but it, it is. literally is one of my favorite songs of all time. I listen to this at least three times a month to this day. I I, I think you talk about it that often. I completely I completely understand. It is a classic. We'll say that it is a it is a classic song. Um, it is of an era that I remember. Yes, I think that's part of it. So fondly, in fact, so. Um, let me just uh, let me just do this right now. I am currently at my parents' house, actually, due to um, due to you know the escalation of the COVID nineteen pandemic and being able to help out with family. Um, part of that, uh, my parents had me going ahead and clean out my old CD uh, drawer, and I mean we all had we all had a CD drawer, and it is heavy <laughs> as hell. Anyway, one I. In that CD drawer, I found a number of treasures, including now that's what I call party hits. Check it out. Do all of the songs have the word party in them? You're fucking right. And guess what's number one? It's (laughs) Party Like a Rock Star. (laughs) Yes. By the Shop Boys. They don't all say say party. I was wrong, but Uh, it has good ones. It's, It's Party Like a Rock Star. This is why I'm hot. Run it. Gold Digger. Right there. I think they like me do it to it milkshake oh, one yeah. thing and many more <laughs> hits that are all from 2007 or earlier. Wow. That's amazing. And you're not that seeing this because you're listening to it, but he held up the copy in the it's, flesh and it's beautiful. The first, the first song is party like a rock star <laughs> by the shop. Telling Boys. major endorsement. Yes, I found it and I was like, yes. Oh, we, we, we pull this out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, Chris is actually maybe a little bit closer than he is to us than uh, before. Not by much. He's in Eastern time zone now, too. So we are trying to get over that. A little, um, little Indiana too. action. Yeah. So I'm really excited to break down this song. I've been pushing for this one for a long time uh, to do. So let's break down some of our just uh, what we've been listening to recently. I know it's been like two weeks since we've been able to listen. The first oh, thing I'll talk about is. Hamilton um, is out on yeah. Disney Plus. Disney Plus, Hamilton. where dreams come true. I don't know if that's their slogan, but that is now um, on there. <laughs> Happiest so, place um, on earth. Yes, but uh, Disney Plus, uh, it's on there. Um, I really liked it. I was actually supposed to see um, Hamilton, but due to COVID, it got canceled. So I didn't get to see it. So it was kind of nice that I got to see it with the original cast and everything on Disney Plus. Stefan, you saw it for the first time, you said, and you said you liked it. I did. Um, I'll be honest, theater is like a major blind spot in all the pop culture things I consume. I am not a theater buff. The last play I saw was, I was probably 10 years old. Um, so like, I never understood how people could listen to songs that are in a play like by themselves without context. And I went into this completely blind and I absolutely loved it. And now I totally understand how you could listen to the soundtrack, like 
maybe you don't even need to see the play because the songs slap. Mm-hmm. And then once you see the play, yeah. it's extra rewarding. So I was completely you, wrong. Uh, it's wonderful. Have, have you dug into the Hamilton mixtape? No, I'm going to now because well, I know that, yeah, that has a lot really of like cool. collaborators and yeah. huge artists on it. Highly recommend Chance Rapper's on it. I know he does Dear Theodosia. Yeah, it's which Chance and Francis. Obviously, him doing it. That makes sense with how much he talks about his daughter and his wife. Yeah, and it's really cool if you like even goes like Lin Manuel Miranda like debuted it in the White House for Obama uh, during a time. So we had Washington with him, and I, the guy who plays Washington, the guy who plays. Aaron Burr, and then I think maybe one or two other people too, but he debuted the original uh, song there, and he basically said like, hey, what does uh, Alexander Hamilton have and hip-hop have in common? And it was like a cool thing and like a really interesting take on Broadway because, you know, we think of Broadway, you think of like, first thing, I think of Broadway is wicked a lot of the time, which I know is mm-hmm. weird, but like, that I mean, sense. it's like Broadway, and that's what it is, right? But then like he's like let's do something that's hip-hop but also broadway so yeah i mean right up my alley and stuff but it is like stefan said you can listen to it i listened to it just a soundtrack for the longest time and just seeing it then you're like oh this is how they do everything and the rotating stage and everything yeah so, the stage moral the of the stage story is awesome oh yeah so moral of the story if you have it go watch it if you have disney plus go watch it I would say it's even worth it just to do one time, even just to pay for a month of it to watch it. Um, a lot cheaper than going and seeing it uh, in person. Uh, I mean, that's true. If you if you have Verizon Wireless, quick plug, uh, shout out to Verizon. Um, you can get a free shout year of Disney Verizon. Plus. So really? uh, good, wow. good opportunity to watch that and maybe cancel cool. afterwards if you're not a Disney fan. Oh, well, cut out that last bit and you can we can get sponsored. <laughs> Disney yes. can also. I was gonna sponsor. say Disney, Disney and Verizon. Please uh, reach out. Have your people talk to our people. Yeah, um, we'll be in touch. So a lot of new music has been coming out too. Um, I know our our boy Kanye has been uh, kind of fucking up in a m- bunch of other ways, but he did drop a song that was probably the closest thing to Kanye being Kanye in a long time. Um, yeah. I listened to the and then Kid he had Cudi to ruin and Eminem it by song. Being himself. Yes, so, I mean, we don't endorse Kanye with what he says or what he does. We do like his music, but it's getting harder and harder to back him up on what he says. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think we'll kind of leave it at that. But um, also the, the Kid Cudi and Eminem song I was very um, excited about, and then also I was very surprised by it, too. I was like, mm-hmm. this could go one of two ways. This could be really, really bad. And, like, I love Kid Cudi, but it just could have been bad. But it was actually surprisingly pretty good, too. Um, and Eminem is in his, like, politicalness uh, in the song. In I was very surprised by Eminem. His flow is different. He was much more subdued. He yeah. wasn't screaming like he has been the last 10 or so years. Um, mm-hmm. So my bright spot of that song might be Eminem, honestly. Yeah, Kid Cudi had an interesting flow in the song, too. He, like, came in and was like, I was like, oh, this is not really what you hear from, you know, Scott on his song. So maybe he was like, if I have Eminem who can have those flows, maybe I got to put something in as well. The name of the song was kind of weird. I don't think it really matched uh, with the adventures of, of Moon Man and Slim Shady or whatever. It was, yeah, I was like, weird. But, like, it worked. it worked and we had some good wordplay with Eminem. He said what, like... I'm. He goes. You're coughing, and now I'm in in the co- you're in my coffin or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like so. you're coughing, and now I'm in a coffin, or now I'm in a casket. No, it's like I'm in a casket because of your coffin. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, that was pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he had a lot of good stuff in there. Um, but 
What have you guys been listening to over the last two weeks? I know we were talking about some stuff yesterday, actually. That would have been Friday with a lot of new music. Yeah, uh, Sufjan Stevens released uh, a new song, um, My Rajneesh. I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, it's basically Age of Odds Part 2. He samples Vesuvius in it, and it's like a 10-minute epic. So if you are a fan of Great Age album. of Odds... You, yeah, it's one of my favorite albums of all time, actually. Um, you would love this song if you're a fan of that era of Sufjan. Yeah, I got it. I actually still need to listen to it. Um, ironically, I meant to um, on the drive up here where I had a ton of time, and as a result of that, what I've been listening to is kind of... I basically, um, I make playlists for the quarter. And so I put back the last two quarters and then last year kind of went on shuffle and went off of that. Um, so as a result, I ended up stumbling back into, uh, Coldplay's everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a lifelong Coldplay fan and, um, that is definitely a return to form for them that I, it's grown on me. Definitely a good road trip album. Um, I, I also, just keep coming back to Bauer. Um, I'm pretty sure that's going to be my album of the year at this point, or at the very least a contender, uh, but planet's mad. Check that out. If you haven't, um, how did your mom like, uh, the Bauer <laughs> stuff? When you put I've, I've been playing. Yeah, no, I've been playing, uh, Bauer quite a bit. <laughs> she actually didn't mind it. Uh, weirdly. I was, okay, I was good. very surprised. Um, so my, so my mom joined me on my road trip up, uh, uh, up to uh indiana and her her it, the, one of the interesting dynamics was that she, a she didn't like she really doesn't care as long as it's not rap that's the only thing she can't <laughs> and country but i don't listen to country so but she didn't mind any of the electronics so i, I actually showed her tourist she really liked that um listen to some james blake uh we listened to yeah, song, uh, yeah. yeah he had a new song this was before that and that song is great um and then she actually really liked Kelly Lee Owens. I've been listening to her a lot lately. She's got a new album coming out soon. Um, and then uh, randomly, we discovered that she loves Lana Del Rey. My parents too. like Lana Del Rey yeah. a lot too. They they only love video games and blue jeans. But what did I play? Um, I played uh, Mariner's Apartment Complex, and she was like, "Who is this?" <laughs> like like it was incredible. I love I love. That I, I could see her voice resonating with. Um, the like people that are our parents age because like she has this like sultry i wasn't gonna say it but yes um so she has this like i mean it's like sultry but it's also like kind of like big and i don't listen to a lot of lana del rey i listen to like her popular songs but i could see why yeah our parents or people like would would like her in that age range oh and then um one, one last one arca's album jesus oh really cool um I, uh, that one, that one I've only listened to once through, um, but it's one of those albums that you can't really passively listen to, I feel like, like, it's very, very much just put this on headphones and let it take you, so, um, if you're into left of center electronic music, give that a listen. Yes, Arca is not for the faint of heart, I feel, um, nope. but good <laughs> stuff, but I remember you, when you first played me stuff by Arca, I was like, what in the hell is going on? But I mean, I ended up liking it, like some of it, but I was like, holy shit, this is uh, something different, which is good, which is why you know, we get the music we do even now and everything, and people copy and go 
Harpoon, everything. Oh, so. and Hunter Gex. Hunter Gex. Gonna, listen to the. Ask you about oh that, yeah, Chris. yeah. Listen to Tree of Clues. Um, what? Got, what? What is it? Gek Gek Out Boy or? Yeah, Fallout fall fall Gex. There, there's Fallout Gex. There's uh, there's they have <laughs> remixes with Fallout Boy, um, with uh, <laughs> with Umru, with Girlfriend of the Year, with uh, Danielle Harl, um, and then a number of their original tracks, including two. That were recorded live at Fish Center. Great oh. TV program. <laughs> yes. So quality we love, late we night. We love television. we love Fish Center. So <laughs> sponsor us. Get 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 get. Fish Fish Center, reach out along with Verizon and Disney. And Hunter Gex. And Hunter Gex, you can reach out to. So we are gonna break it down, guys. Like I said, I'm so 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 excited for this, and I'm really really excited to hear all y'all's opinions and break down everything with this song but it's time for legal reasons we can't play the song here but please go listen to it listen to it three times if you want to listen to it more it's a great song <laughs> but then come back and listen to us break down the song go and support the shop boys sounds like they may kind of need it uh, we're gonna kind of get into that too uh, so the supporting them would be great listen to their stuff and then afterwards we'll do our thing breaking down the memories history production and the lyrics and stick around for some segments afterwards too but listen to some notes that remind you of party like a rock star and we'll be right back now that we are back let's break down our first reactions of this song i will start why not um this song is pure gold it is a perfect song in my opinion and it shouldn't be a perfect song but it is. It's something about the rock star mentality surrounding this, the name dropping, the guitar riff, um, them not really being known and coming out of nowhere. And it is like that rock star, you know, thing that they get in it too. The music video is insane. It just kind of breaks down the crossover of rock star and hip hop. And the thing that you think about now with hip hop is that hip hop stars are rock stars in the way you had post oh, yeah, Malone that sure. you know had this song rock star you know the baby i think rock stars number one right you now. have the baby you have that yeah. and like i think that when you think of like when they go on tour and you hear about the the riders that they get and you hear about everything that goes on that you know hip hop stars are that rock star yeah. type of person so this is a predecessor to a lot of things but i think it was cool that they kind of were like Hey, you and us, you and me, we're not, we're not so different, you know, yeah. we're not different. And it was really cool to see this kind of crossover. Um, <clears throat> other people would do it as well too, um, with like, you know, let's go and different things too. But it is one of those songs that you're like, wow, like there were rock stars. When you think about it, like Joe Walsh comes to mind. He was a crazy rock star that would tear up the, the hotel rooms and wouldn't give a shit. But then like they come and they're like, Hey, us hip hop, you know, in hip hop, we are rock stars too. So yeah. great song. You know, it is ringtone rap, but it, it is a little bit different type of ringtone rap. And I will love this song till the day I die. Please play it at my funeral and <laughs> as well. I, I don't know when, but I'll make sure it's requested. Um, yes. I, I think you're entirely right about like this. This. So when this song came out in 07, it it kind of it kind of struck a chord both for the fact that rap was um not it was it wasn't quite back into its dominant years again in the 2010s and um you know rap rap and rock 
had kind of coexisted in the early 2000s, but we were still several years before rap would really overtake rock. And like you said, mm-hmm. yeah, like rappers nowadays are literally rock stars. Like uh, seeing Travis Scott was probably the mm-hmm. closest thing I've ever been to like a like a hair metal concert, <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's not fire and everything. It, it's crazy. The people are the, moshing and yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Well, and it's interesting because the song does kind of like take it really literal, playing off of like you know like like all the all the stereotypes of rock like super chunky riffs and whatnot um but you know they're doing so kind of tongue-in-cheek because they realize like like you said like you know we're coming out we're coming out of the gate kind of being different right now but we know that we're not that much different from like this was still the era when like nickelback was hitting (laughs) the top 10 and Mm -hmm. um and I mean, they really did set a trend. I, I, so we talked about this the other day, but um, I can I can see a very clear line of succession from this to uh, Let It Rock, Kevin Rudolph and Lil Wayne um, to Lil Wayne's own rebirth, um, you know, all the way through to some of the early SoundCloud rap, uh, Lil Uzi, definitely Juice World. Um to even you know post malone and the baby like you said like just to the point that rap and rock like it's no longer even a dynamic of two separate things rap has almost absorbed it <laughs> in a way um yeah so and rap rap is like the most it's on spotify it's the most played hip-hop and rap is the most played worldwide and yeah, like yeah. that's really telling and like that used to be rock when our parents were you know in our age, it was rock. I, I think it gives the same kind of rebellious thing that rock did back in the day. Um, and I'm almost, I almost feel like, you know, they have a very similar trajectory in terms of popular genres. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think we're, if you had to compare an era of rap that we would be to into rock, I would say maybe we're in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everything's just that, super it, blown it, out. Yeah, everything's blown out. You know, it's glam. I, it's I, made for arenas. Um, in some ways, I compare it actually more to the '90s, just in, at the cultural level. Well, then it's not quicker to its death, sound. in your opinion. I'm assuming. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, also to the death of many of its stars. The rock star lifestyle is starting to kind of hit saturation point for the scene. Um, Juice World. I mean, yeah, Juice World. Uh, we. We've seen a number of Mac Miller, like yeah. It, I mean, uh, Lil Peep. Even I yeah. think Lil Peep was like, you know, he his like rock star. Like, I mean, he had like the rock star look, and then yeah. like he was partying super hard, like some of those rock stars did back in the day. Not yeah. not with fentanyl, but with other stuff. They well, and I think with. I think when rock hit its like hit the nineties, you know, grunge being mainstream with the specter of Kurt Cobain, like very recently in mind i mean i feel like we kind of have that dynamic right now the songs at the top of the charts like are not necessarily as bluntly glorifying um drug use as in the past several years but um you know we're still kind of reeling and there's still definitely moments you know i mean what was it i was (laughs) um mask on or uh mask off by future came on the Mm -hmm. other day and i was like 
It was a little weird. But yes, mask on percent. too. Yeah, mask he on. Tweeted, right he tweeted. Future tweeted mask. Uh, mask on. Yeah, he um, knows. He, I think it was um, a few months ago. He knew. Wear your mask, y'all. But um, he. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, what was that like? 2017. In that time, like the amount of the amount of overdoses to the point that you know just casually singing Molly Percocet feels really weird and uncomfortable. Like definitely shows that we're at a point where culture is kind of hitting a danger saturation. Um, so that reminds me a lot of the nineties. That said, I don't want to dismiss the eighties comparison because in terms of sound, we are definitely still kind of in that bombast. Like I said, Travis Scott, like feels yeah. like you're going to like a, like a hair metal concert. Um, the amount of distortion in the production today. Yeah. <laughs> it's just meant to make your hair crawl in a very similar way to the arena glam rock of the eighties did. Uh, and then I think, yeah, you could make a point that we're heading to a 90s era in sound because things are starting to sound more subdued. Yeah. Um, and we're getting to, um, you know, actually, I, I saw a thing that was comparing um, Little Baby's uh, bigger picture, um, you know, that hitting a number three spot. And then immediately he follows it up with a song with 42 Doug. Um, like you you can have lyricism back in the top of the charts as well as party songs at the exact same time and neither neither kind of destroy each other's credibility that's a lot like even 90s rap yeah you know so i don't know it's obviously rap is in a great phase but it the amount that it's infused with rock shop boys definitely predicted it whether or not they were memeing at this point this was years before the word meme you know but it was uh but like it but whether or not they were memeing it um kind of taking taking a joke out of like oh yeah totally dude like they yeah like tongue-in-cheek i think they i think they i think they kind of knew what they were doing well this was the era of ringtone rap and if i think of the ringtone era i think it's this song and this is why i'm hot maybe these songs of the era what do you guys think yeah a lot of that and then like them franchise boys and um yep. snap your fingers Lee would rock honestly it. honestly yeah. most of the snap rap yeah and if you wanted you know uh somebody to include your song in a ringtone you needed something catchy short meme like mm-hmm. before meme was a thing so yeah. totally dude fit that perfectly yeah and a little like a little like rock riff in the intro yep absolutely yeah, so Stefan, do you have any of the any thoughts on the song or you know memories or anything? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, it down? when I think about it, I think of ringtones. I had a friend who was in a band. He was like only obsessed with rock, and he had this as his ringtone. So I think this was a gateway drug to hip hop for a lot of people who didn't want to get into it. Like, oh, yeah, for some sure, crossover, some crossover of the century. yeah, crossover some eighties, you know, a guitar riff. I love this. It was, uh, I'll get into this, but it was kind of in that 20 year nostalgia cycle, um, where we were obsessed with rock in the eighties and, you know, hip hop was very popular in this decade, 2007, and it made sense. It just worked. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into it then. Um, let's talk about the shop boys with a Z B O Y Z. Very important. The shop boys. Um, I, Maybe there's not a lot to break down exactly, but I, I'm excited to hear about who these guys are and what they made for us. Yeah, so I'll just start off. There's not a lot of information about the Shop Boys. Um, with all the songs we've done, this is like the only clear-cut one-hit wonder. A lot of people think Soldier Boy is. He is not. Shop mm-hmm. Boys, they're a one-hit wonder. 
Um, if you go to our first one hit wonder, wow. Yes, so we're about to, and you know, with a one hit wonder, there's not a ton of information, but I'm going to try to do them justice. They're very nuanced. Um, right. so we'll start out, you know, they're from Atlanta, like many great musicians. I feel like, I don't know, over 50% of the musicians we've covered on this podcast come from Atlanta for good reason. So the members, you have three of them. They're a trio. There's three boys with a Z. You have Demetrius Meany Harden, Rashid, goes by Sheed, Hightower, and Richard Fat Stevens. Okay. And to kind of paint a picture about like how, the lack of information on these guys, um, on Wikipedia, if you look them up, um, Rashid Hightower, who goes by Sheed, they credit him as Sheed, but they also credit Richard Stevens, who goes by Fat, as Sheed. So Wikipedia has two of the three members going by the same name. Um, all of the citations <laughs> link to dead links. It's sad. Um, so it kind of paints a picture about how far these guys have fallen off the relevancy map. But mm-hmm. that's why we're here. We're going to give them their due justice and shine a light on them. Shop boys have a reason to be loved. And that reason is Party Like a Rockstar. And it was their first single off their only album. Um, and it's released to the radio on May 11th, 2007. It gets really strong radio play out of the gate. And it's easy to see why based off of what we kind of touched on. So Chris is going to get into this in the production, but that guitar riff you hear, it's from the 1980s. It's right in the heart of the 20-year nostalgia cycle. Uh, The reason why we're doing this show as we enter the 2020s, we're looking back at 2000s pop songs, is because people kind of get a taste for what was popular 20 years ago because that's when they formed their first memories. So at this time in 2007, the 1980s were in vogue. There were 1980s parties, um, something that kind of rings true for all three of us. Think about the video game Guitar Hero. Everybody was playing that. A lot of the songs were from the 1980s. You had Guns N' Roses. This guitar riff sounds like Slash. It's actually, um, I think it's Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train um, spliced up into two parts. So, and he drops a lot of, you know, 1980s names into the lyrics that Anthony will get into. So it is that 20-year nostalgia grab, and that is just going to play on the radio whenever you release it to uh, the masses. So I mentioned that it was released to the radio. What I did not mention, it was not released to digital platforms. And we've covered this a bit in previous episodes, but it's crazy. Um, Record labels didn't know what to do with digital releases, so... They just released this, this to the radio, and um, the, stu- the label was Universal Republic. And the reason they held this back only to radio, they didn't want to release it as a digital release, is they wanted to push what was called at the time a vingle. A vingle, that's V-I-N-G-L-E, is a video and a single combined, and they teamed up with Apple So iTunes, they would release this on May 22nd, a few weeks after they released it to radio. You can buy the single and the video at the same time. Do you guys remember ever buying something like that? I do. (laughs) Uh, Y'all remember um, (laughs) James Blunt? um, Oh, yeah. James Blunt. uh, Sad Boy. 1983. (laughs) That's a great song. I uh, I think it's 1973. um, but Thank you. It's 1973. Jesus Christ. Well, shows where I'm at. Um, but that had a vingle. I, I I distinctly remember being like, well, might as well. It's the same price to just buy the video, so I'll just get the vingle. Yeah, it's a two-in-one combo. Um, yeah. 
Now, why would you pay for that? There's YouTube, but it's 2007. Yeah, why not have it on your on the iPod you don't actually own, but you'd like to, and you're trying to you're trying to get that <laughs> uh, trying to get that Nano or i or iPod video. I don't remember that at all being a thing actually of Bingle, but I can see how I remember it uh, would make sense to do that because you would kind of have to pay for the music video being made somehow too. I remember a weird um, kind of lost to time Pussycat Dolls single beep. Also was a bingle. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> that was that I remember also considering buying. <laughs> well, they always made great videos. James Blunt, I don't know him for his videos. Um, we so, did not. Yeah, I mean, it was yes. Not a great video. At the end of the day, it's just a way to get more downloads, right? At the same yeah. price, but um, yeah, it's something that would totally not work today. That did in two thousand seven, and Chop Boys took part in that. Um, so what Universal did not anticipate was a copycat, and this is where we have. What I like to call billboard shenanigans. Again, again, again. So we have an artist named Freak Nasty. He releases a song called Do It Like a Rockstar in 2005. He's off a small um, label called Hard Hood Records. I'm sorry, you do recall Freak Nasty, right? For, the artist? For his, for his previous hit, Da Dip. No, not at all. I put what? my hand up on my hip. When you dip, we dip, we dip. Is that the same Freak Nasty? It's the same Freak Nasty. And Danny Brown uh, actually sampled yes, that. Yes, well, that's how I know that, honestly. And Cardi, but, B, yeah. Cardi B interpolated it. It's a great song. Um, hilarious video if you've ever seen it. But um, yeah, no, I when I was looking this up, I saw it. I was like, oh, so that's what Freak Nasty was up to in the mid-2000s. Yeah, well, it makes sense. Um Wow, I did not know that. I did not put two and two together. But yeah, Freak Nasty was involved in some billboard shenanigans here with Party Like a Rockstar. Um, he seems to be involved with other artists kind of riding their curtails, but this was the case here. So he uh, has the song in 2005 called Do It Like a Rockstar. His song is then listed on Apple as Party Like a Rockstar. So when people listen to the radio, they went to go buy this oh. song. They bought a song that was not party like a rock star they were buying we've all been there do it we like have. we've all done that we have we've all bought the wrong song on itunes or downloaded it and you're like oh shit this is the wrong one it's a common thing because um people on smaller records uh they'll kind of try to ride the curtails of a you know larger song or even like mimic the song completely uh they still do it nowadays like on streaming they'll just there will be random like streaming third party yeah. that'll be like They'll be like the artist is just dubstep, and then like the song is called Skrillex. <laughs> like they like they'll do that just to just to try to game a little bit of streaming. Um, it's it's a very weird phenomenon. Yeah, and it it was happening in two thousand seven. This song, "Do It Like a Rockstar," changes its name to "Party Like a Rockstar." As a result, it gets thirty k downloads, climbs into the top twenty of iTunes, and top. Three within hip hop, so it was one of the more successful copycats. I mean, you see that every day, but not to this extent. Uh, it was so popular, in fact, that Shop Boys came to the chart at fifty-four due to radio. Freak Nasty came right behind them at fifty-six, so probably siphoned off some iTunes downloads. Uh, that's, that's crazy to me. That's so funny. <laughs> that would never happen nowadays. No, yeah, Universal apparently didn't care, and this article we'll link in the show notes. Um, they knew it was like an independent label doing its thing. Um, the distribution, 
the distributor for this song blamed it on the record label, Independent Online Distribution Alliance. And Universal's take was like, we're getting 350K um, downloads from ringtones and you're not siphoning off downloads from that. So whatever. You're not getting radio plays. You're not getting ringtone plays. But sure, some 30K iTunes downloads, that's nothing off our backs. Shows where the priorities were. And yeah, so Shop Boys comes in at 54, Freak Nasty right at 56. Two weeks later, um, Universal, they finally release it to digital distribution and Party Like a Rockstar takes off. Eventually, within two weeks, they get to number two uh, from a gain of 49 spots from the week before. And it would stay at number two for six weeks. And uh, in the top 10 back then, we'll find out what else was there at the time. But it's easy to understand why it's at number two. So this song was a huge hit. When you're at number two single in America, you're going to get some accolades. Let's run through them. Gets a Grammy nomination. The Shop Boys get a Grammy nom for best rap wow. performance by a duo or group at the 50th Grammy Awards. Awesome. The song they lost to, it's kind of funny to me. They lost to a song called Southside um, by Common featuring Kanye West. And okay. that's okay. funny to me because I think the Grammys just love Common. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You, he's always there. Like, I don't think he gets that much commercial appeal, but the Grammys love Common. He's always doing some charity or like some inspirational speech. It just makes he sense. has the voice of God. What a ridiculous like his voice! You you listen. What a ridiculous system, though, to ever put Common and Party Like a Rockstar in the same <laughs> like running the same award. They were both nominated for the same award. Yeah, <laughs> that's they, that's absolutely absurd. <laughs> Totally different songs. Um, however, so, Party Like a Rockstar would win a different award at the BET Hip Hop Awards in 2007. They won the best track. Amazing. Anthony would agree with that. Yes. Should have won Should have won best best uh, record at, at the Grammys too, that year. I don't know who it was up against, but it should have. I know Amy Winehouse got some heavy love that one. Well, so. I don't care. Heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. It's a picante take. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the year-end Billboard chart, number 14 um, on the Hot 100 for 2007. That shows pretty large impact. And then, That's so shabby. Yeah, Chris mentioned a party you know, um, CD by now. That's what I call music. Billboard did a thing in 2016. Uh, they ranked the top 10 party songs ever. And um, this song ranked at number seven. Okay. Number okay. one was a little song called Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO. Yep, that makes sense. So yeah, Party Like a Rockstar, huge hit. Gets a Grammy nomination, number 14 on the year-end Billboard chart in the U.S. Uh, life is good. Life is good, right? They released their album, Rockstar Mentality. It's all about rock rap. It's like uh, that genre is present throughout. This was not just like a little dabbling in rock rap. The Shop Boys really dove headfirst into this album. And the album's released on June 19th. It debuts at number 11. So this was right in the heat of that single's promotion, still at number two. However, it bombed commercially. It only sold uh, 212,000 copies. They try to release a second single. It's called They Like Me. That peaks at number 98. And then they're done promoting that album. So right. they try to work toward their second album in 2008. They release a single that got no traction called Up Through There. The album that they were working on never gets released. Universal drops them, and the Shop Boys 
their career, frankly, ends there. Um, they would release a few mixtapes in 2011, a few singles here and there. Their last real work comes in 2015 when they had a mixtape um, called A Gift and a Curse. And this is streaming on Spotify, so if you want to listen to it, you can give them support. But they're independent now. And I thought it was cool. Vice actually did a little piece, an interview with them in 2015. So at this point, it's five years old. But I think a lot of it rings true. They were irrelevant in 2015. They're still irrelevant now. So you can clink in the show notes. It's there. Um, so they had a song continuing their party theme called Party All Night. It's an EDM song. So they're kind of dabbling out of rock rap here. They also like got into more social justice. They had a song called On and On. It was mentioning Eric Garner, the Black Lives uh, Matter movement, which was really prevalent in 2015 as it is now. And uh, there's some interesting quotes here in this article. They claim that the shop boys themselves, they claim that they started the trend of interweaving punk rock and rap. And there was a quote here that I really like. Um, Sheed says, we made it cool to wear tighter shirts and skinny jeans, even though we never wore skinny jeans. Okay. <laughs> and I love that because... You know, they like started a whole trend that maybe they didn't mean to start and it steamrolled from there. Like Chris mentioned, it evolved and it evolved. And yes, they were one hit wonders. Yes. You know, when we look back at the shop boys, it might be hard to find information about them, but we might smile when they see this song. But I think they have a legacy that we should really remember um, that's far more nuanced than their actual career. So it was nominated for a Grammy. It sold a million ringtones, but the song goes so much more beyond that. And we touched on this in the intro. Rock rap was like a thing before Party Like a Rockstar. You had Run DMC. You had the Beastie Boys in the 80s and 90s. Rick Rubin, who collaborated with Kanye West, really brought a lot of rock to his sound. In the early 2000s, you have Linkin Park. Even Eminem. Wait, Rick Rubin? Rick Rubin did a... Uh... Uh, 99 Problems with, with Jay-Z. Uh, Jay-Z too. Sure. Yeah, which is basically a rock song. Yeah. With, the, with the, the kicks and the stuff. Rick Rubin Rick brought Rick. a lot of rock to mainstream hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the guy you call when you want some rock sound. Um, even Eminem with Lose Yourself, that's kind of a rock song, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, but that sound of blending rock and rap kind of died in the mid-2000s. And this song comes out in 2007. And... Like we said, it clearly marries that image of a rock star and a rapper. Nothing like rock rap had done before. There was always blending of sounds, but this is in the title, Party Like a Rock Star, and it's by a hip-hop group. It's so clear, and I think it's really interesting. You can see a direct line, and then it fades to more obscurity, but there was a remix of Party Like a Rock Star. It comes out. Who's on it? Chameleon Air and Lil Wayne. And a few years later, Lil Wayne, who's arguably like the biggest name in hip hop at the time, he starts working with Kevin Rudolph, Let It Rock, which is a top 10 hit. And then he releases an album, maybe not the best Lil Wayne album, but Rebirth in 2010. And you can see that maybe he got the idea from working with Party Like a Rockstar. It was probably blended from a few things, but I'm not going to dismiss that that played a factor. And while Rebirth isn't Lil Wayne's like best work or maybe his most popular work, a lot of the rappers that are around nowadays, that might have been like an integral album in their listening when they were kids. Um, the sound of rock rap would really take off in the 2010s. 
And it comes from like a wide range of critical acclaim to mainstream rap. Think about Death Grips. Think about 21 Pilots, which isn't really, it's kind of like a rock band that incorporates hip hop. Um, and then like we mentioned, anybody kind of born in the 90s, Juice World, uh, Lil Yachty even, XX, Tenacion, um, they're incorp- incorporating rock into their sound. Yeah, and Post Malone is the is the top right now. Exactly. I was going to bring that up. We have two number one songs in the last few years named Rockstar, made by rappers. Post Malone is one of them, like really loves rock and kind of brought rock into his sound after starting his, like think about White Iverson, uh, yeah. brought more rock into his sound than he started out with. And Baby, the number one song in America right now is called Rockstar. And maybe Party Like a Rockstar didn't like directly influence this, but it definitely revived something that was there and made it more clear than ever before that the image of a rapper is equal to a rock star for the new generations that would kind of supersede, you know, our parents' age from the 80s. And uh, yeah, their legacy lives on. Yeah, and you say, like, Stefan, too, like, even, like, one of the lines that gets me, like, with Little Wayne is before Rebirth even came out, um, it was, I think, in right above it when he goes, like, skinny pants and some bands. Like, mm-hmm. he says that, like, in the song, yep. and, like, then, like, pretty much all after that, I mean, he was kind of doing that anyway, but, like, there are a couple songs, too, where he talks about, like, wearing the vans and doing all this stuff, and you're like, okay, yeah, like, you know, he kind of took on this, you know, rock star like mentality not to you know say the song but that i heard like the album but that is what he took on and it, it was kind of crazy and like people still do it like chris said travis scott he's on stage he's in you know the skinny jeans and his shirt off on stage and like going nuts like rock stars right. would do so it is kind of crazy that they you know the, the shop boys who are no longer really doing stuff on a high level could have influenced a huge uh, array of rappers who were established at the time and would later be established. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Lil Wayne was the rapper in the late 2010s, and he appears on a remix of the song. It's easy just to draw that line. And then now, like, you get a lot of rappers who are embracing that punk rock grunge emo sound. They were probably listening to Lil Wayne when they were kids. So Lil Wayne jumps on a remix and see what happens from there. 10 years down the line rock and rap are intricately infused with each other yes they are all right well thank you for that breakdown of that um more to talk about with the shop boys than i thought of actually um which is really awesome so chris let's hear about this guitar riff let's hear about everything that's going on with ringtone rap uh with with the production of this song so take it away yeah yeah so i mean Honestly, I don't know how long this one's going to be. So um, the big thing about this uh, about this instrumental, obviously, is going to be the guitar. Um, So when looking up info about this song, I actually stumbled upon a great video in um, in beautiful 360p quality. Um, And it is uh, it's Billy Hume, a studio guitarist. basically doing a tour of his studio in 2007 um and explaining it's it's called party like a rock star setting the record straight and so it's talking about how he recorded his guitar on the song um as well as actually showing a little bit of the pro tools session um 
The song itself was produced by a producer named Pitt, uh, who is very, very difficult to find information on. I have not yet. Um, but he, uh, but this guy, uh, Billy Hume has the, um, has the pro tools file open. He's going through it and whatnot. It's literally two riffs that he did. <laughs> he did, he did the one riff, the, the kind of descending one. And then he did the other where it's just boom, 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 boom. Like, yeah, right at the beginning. It's, it's literally just those two that alternate throughout the entire song. <laughs> um, which is effective. Um, this is a, this is a very minimal, uh, kind of post snap rap, if you will, song. Um, and all you really need is one hooky melodic element, um, for this sort of thing. I mean, we're kind of in, we're kind of not too much longer after crank that, um, a lot of, a lot of other hits of the era, including, um, the first one that actually comes to mind to me production wise, um, is going to be, I think they like me by dem franchise boys. Um, great song as well. Really? Yeah, no, I mean, again, both of them, I, I don't mean to belittle, they're really good, minimal produce, minimal production songs. Um, and that was kind of where Southern, uh, hip hop production was standing at the time. Um, you know, you can still hear the same hallmarks of trap that made TI's uh, sound several years before and would end up being massive several years after. Um, you get the tuned 808 bass. Um, you get kind of the um, kind of the chunky 808 snares. Um, but yeah, at, at the end of the day, the meat and potatoes of this song are, is going to be those guitar samples. And I think it's cool that they went and worked with a with a studio session guitarist to get those riffs um he's you know he's pointing out his um his style of guitar he's specifically going for that warm distorted crunchy almost hair metal type of sound and that's what comes through um between that and kind of the pounding bass um it really does kind of give you that like okay get get hyped like nod your head you know like it, it the energy is palpable um, chris quick question like yeah i saw when i came across my research i saw that crazy train either was directly sampled or inspired that guitar riff um did he mention that in his walkthrough at all he did uh okay. it, so it he he said inspired um i think it's not quite an interpolation truly but it's very similar, obviously. Um, I think I I don't I yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be comfortable saying an interpolation. It's not a sample. Um, but he did mention it. Um I, th- I can hear the inspiration with it yeah. kind of when it yeah. like goes into like the not like the be the beginning, but like you could hear like parts where you're like, okay, like that kind of sounds like the same like type of thing, like yeah. at certain times. Yeah, sample kinda... seemed like a stretch to me when I read that. Um so I was curious on what he had to say. I mean, it kind of, um, it kind of sounds to me a lot of, a lot like that era. Um, Guns and Roses was another one that kind of came to mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's several that, um, seemed like it was directly inspired. You know, when he's going through like the guitars and whatnot in this video, he's saying like, Oh yeah, this is like, you know, that 80s sound like sort of deal. Um, and that's what's, um, 
that that's what they wanted to bring across and they and it it worked um from the hip-hop end of things um the production is really really clean um I, I again very hard to find who this uh this guy Pitt is but everything's mixed perfectly um you get really really solid um really really almost hollow uh 808 hits that just ring out and drive the song the snare hits and the kind of like little rolls like do, 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 are really effective um <laughs> What I, one thing that I think is kind of funny is they they have like these these really dramatic sounding like open hi hat crashes like in the background uh, instead of where one would normally use like either more subdued hi hat or even like a shaker or something on kind of the offbeat so it's like boom boom and it it's just it just makes it even more like like things are exploding fires going off like this is a rock concert you know um i think it's a really smartly produced track and honestly like i i've said this a few times about songs in the 2000s like um when when you can hear that a song is more influenced by southern hip-hop um in particular um but in general, like when you hear it produced in that manner and at the time it was mostly reserved with Southern hip hop, but just because of how much of an influence trap has had um, on popular music, these are the songs that kind of stand up the most. I, I could easily hear this on like any DJ mix um, and I think it would fit in nowadays. Um, Atlanta has had such a huge influence on hip hop yeah, and sure. pop for the past two decades. It's insane. I think, um, yeah, Atlanta, um, Atlanta in particular, but yeah, just all of the, all of the producers that have come up, um, that site, that Atlanta sound and scene, um, I think those are the ones that are really kind of pushing, pushing hip hop forward from a, from a production and engineering level. Um, and this, you know, kind of goes back to show like, I keep saying this with songs like this, but in order to be this like deceptively simple, but effective, that takes a lot of work. Um, whoever, whoever this pit guy, again, like you, you mentioned their Wikipedia is like borderline scrubbed. It's sad. It's potato. Um, yeah. There's, All the links are dead. <laughs> there's, um, there's definitely some level of expertise that this guy brought to the table. Um, I mean, I'd be curious to uh, just so his, it's like Jason Pitt Pittman is how it's listed on Wikipedia. Honestly, doesn't doesn't exactly sound like a like I'm stereotyping, but it doesn't exactly sound like a like it sounds like a standard white Californian dude. Like I'd be I'd be curious to see where he got this kind of influence, I guess, and where he where he kind of learned how to mimic this sound. You know, was he did was he just a big TI fan, or you know did did he did he really sit down with Shop Boys? I think it, I think it's more likely that it could have been the latter. Um, maybe he maybe he you know actually did his research. Um, the result is something that I think stands the test of time and stands up with the with people that obviously did the same sort of thing and grew up just loving the sound of these beats. Yeah, and. 
like you said, the guitars are like the main driving and it's just really cool that they could make it. Um, even like when you hear the song, like let's go, you're like, oh, okay, well you have the other stuff. You have the guitar, you know, sample. Yeah. Very similar it's, songs. Right. But like this one, it sounds so much different than, than that. I think it's, I think, you know, now that you bring that up, I think that's where you, where the crazy train thing really comes full circle. Cause that does sample crazy train. Oh yeah. And it, it's a very similar effect. Um, you know, trick daddy, uh, is definitely kind of, definitely kind of one of the folks responsible for bringing that sound mainstream, um, Mm -hmm. at least in the early two thousands. And I think like, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, sitting there looking for references, either shop boys or pit came up and said, have y'all listened to let go recently? (laughs) Like, or let's go. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Good, good one to bring up. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for that breakdown of it. Very simple, but effective, which we've learned time and time again, that that's what works with pop songs and songs that make it to the top of the charts. A lot of the time, at least mm-hmm. too. So, all right, let's break down these lyrics. Then there is actually a lot to break down with this. I, I feel, um, there's a lot of really awesome, uh, lyrics a lot of cool things to go to so if you guys can't tell i'm really excited um so the first thing i'll bring up is that one i don't know if you guys remember this it was in a cars.com commercial do you guys remember that uh no what so cars.com? so, it, so yes it was in a cars.com commercial where they had two cars and one car was sad and then the other car was like singing party like a rock star like it was literally like party like a rock what? party like a rock star and i don't know why but i remember that commercial i have it it's on youtube i'll, I'll have stefan include it in the show notes but there is a it was a commercial that I remember happening uh, where it was part of the car was singing part of like a rock. I wonder star. if shop boys uh, was paid were paid handsomely I don't know. for that. I don't know, but you know? I was like, this is awesome. And it was, it's, it's hilarious. Um, Cause I'm like, that's like me singing part of like a rock star. I get stuck in my head and I sing it like that. So um, I'll kind of start just with right from the top. Cause why, why the hell not with this? So um, you have the Yaz that come in. Oh, wait, actually, I'm going to back up for a second. If you guys want to listen to something really, really freaking hilarious, go listen to the Party Like a Rockstar Kids Bop version. It is one of the funniest <laughs> fucking things I've ever heard in my life. incredible. So, yeah, so go listen to that Kids Bop version because it's fucking hilarious. So please go listen to that. Um, but, yeah, you kind of just start off with the the yeahs that are going, and then you get the you know quotable line of the totally dude, and then you hit the hook, and... I always thought it was interesting with the hook that it's party like a rock, party like a rock star. I get like why they did it, but I think it's just funny because when I think of party like a rock, like rocks don't do anything, obviously. So I'm like, that doesn't They're really chilling. make sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rocks are, you know, they, they, they can't do anything. So, um, but I get this hook stuck in my head all the time. Um, it was in the cars.com commercial, like I mentioned. So obviously it gets stuck in people's heads. Um, and, you know, you get the hook and then you get some of these, you know, verses, which incredible lyricism in, in the verses. Um, and he the, in the first verse, um, he says, I'm on a money making mission, but I party like a rock star. Of course. Right. You have to talk about you partying like a rock star. And he kind of goes through and he goes, um, Chris loved this line. I'm trying to grab and hold my pants, but these hoes won't let my thing go. I wouldn't say loved, but I, I remember it. It was funny. It, and then he goes, <laughs> and then he goes, 
I do, like I do. And he like kind of does the like up and down with it, which I always like. Um, and he says, Ho, you know I fuck with fine dimes that look like Pamela. So he's talking about <laughs> Pamela Anderson in this line. And I thought that it was cool that they mentioned that because Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee used to be married. They used to date. At they least, did. Right? They did. Yeah. So Tommy Lee it was a rock star, of course. So it was cool that he kind of put, put it in with that way, um, too. And he you know, goes and he goes, ends his verse with, I party like a rock star. And he yells it. And it's amazing. And you get another hook. Um, and you get the totally dudes at the end. And then the next verse comes in and he goes, I party like a rock star. Do it with the black and the white like a cop car. Yeah, I love that. But he is actually black and white. He's talking about black people and white people coming together. And the cop car is black and white. Um, And he says, me and my band, man, I'm on the yacht with Marilyn Manson getting a tan, man. Cool. And I always thought that line was funny because Marilyn Manson is white as shit. Like, he is so extremely white. white. Yes. So I thought that, that that line was always funny that he goes, I'm on the yacht with Marilyn Manson getting a tan, man. And like, I mean, obviously, like, you know, Marilyn Manson is there are many shit, other so rock stars that he could have used. <laughs> yes. But but he picks Marilyn Manson. Um, and then he breaks down. He says, you know me with a skull belt and a wallet chain. Rock star lifestyle. Shot boys, rock stars, yeah, we about to change the game. Change the game, uh-oh. Stefan alluded to it. They knew that they were going to change the game in some way, even if they're just talking out of their ass, maybe, um, in this song. But I thought it was kind of cool that they're like, all right, we're going to you know, kind of change the game. Um, and he says, then I make it rain from the center of my guitar. Um, I didn't know that that was the lyrics, actually, as much as I know this song. Um, but he had to throw in the guitar uh, thing, too. So you have another hook. Um, and then he says, as soon as I came out the womb, my mama knew a star was born. Now I'm on the golf course tripping with the Osbournes. I like that line. Uh, yeah, I like that line a lot, too. Um, maybe it's alluding to uh, Ozzy Osbourne's drug use back in the day. Tripping with the Osbournes could be just with him saying, like, you know, I'm just hanging out with them, too. Um, but I always thought that was cool. And then he says, I seen this show with Travis Bar- Barker, Rockstar Mentality. <laughs> Oh, comes in, right, with the Rockstar Mentality album title, too. And then I always love this one, too. I'm jumping in the crowd just to see if they would carry me. What Rockstar doesn't want to jump into the crowd and crowd surf, right? Sure. When I went to concerts, I wanted to crowd surf. I, was, I wasn't I was even a Rockstar. I just wanted to crowd surf. I thought it was fun. So the Rockstars <laughs> want to do it. Um, and then maybe my favorite line in the whole song uh, is coming up, too. Um, so he says... Uh, want to marry me they see me they just might panic my ice make them go down quick like the titanic what does the that titanic, mean the titanic didn't go down <laughs> quick that's my whole thing with that. it did not it was a slow and excruciating you know they were debating on who gets on the lifeboats kind of shit <laughs> i i fucking love that line the like, ice. there's something about it where says it so my ice so he's talking about his jewelry and he goes my ice make him go down quick what's going like down Titanic. quick <laughs> the, 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 I'm confused well I think it's a I think it's an innuendo oh. for um for something yes uh my, my ice make them go down quick like the Titanic um interesting that is a legendary line uh if I've ever heard one because it I is. love it because <laughs> he says the first part and it's like 
almost like a call and response. It's like one you hear one side and he goes, like the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny. And then um he just ends it with saying, I'm surfing screaming Cowabunga, totally dude. Um and it just wraps it all up. You get another hook, but it's it's so funny and I love it. And it's just they they thought about who they were going to include in um, huge rock stars, right? Travis Barker, Marilyn yeah. Manson, uh, the uh, you know the Osbournes, Ozzy, and everyone to um, and they think about the line with with Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, um, and it's just freaking hilarious, and I love it. And there's no reason I should love this song as much as I do, but it it's there and it will forever be there, and I am very grateful that this song exists. If this was around in today's age, I can just only imagine the TikToks made of this. Like, totally, dude, like, that's oh, yeah. gold. That is gold. I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't become a TikTok meme anyway. Watch it. Soon. Might. They, they, they reference stuff from 5, 10, 15 years ago. Not quite past that because they're all generally under 20. Um, but it might become a TikTok meme. Maybe we'll st- make a TikTok account for this podcast and we'll make it a damn meme. Yeah, we should because oh. yeah, this this was uh this was meme potential up up the ass essentially in this song. Um and I mean they gave us a true classic, whether you like it or not, out there, it's a true classic and it will forever be those songs and forever stamped in the party now edition as well too, which we may have Chris just read what's on there for us because that would be really cool too. So all right, now that we have wrapped up our breakdown of the true classic party like a rock star, we're gonna give you another music video wrap up. Um, we thought it was really fun when we did it to glamorous, so we are gonna watch this music video as it goes through, and we're gonna discuss what the hell is going on in this. So, whenever you guys are ready, let's break it down. All right, so we're we're watching this video, and it starts with the guitar riff, and a guy playing the guitar like mad actually. max uh, yes and then the shop boys are in a car there's an like an old car, and there, there there's a lot of fire going yeah. on uh, with oh. this and now they're there's breaking down uh, they're, now they're at a crowd and they're rapping and it looks like it's raining yeah i'm confused it's raining inside that happened in step up oh what People oh, are, a lot crowd of crowd surfing, surfing. yeah and then uh, people oh, are shaking their butts. Strippers, yes. Yeah. Strippers were um, pretty tame music video so far. Oh, never mind. He was breaking guitar now. Yeah, That's very that. rock star like. Yeah. Oh, it's a nice guitar. It was a nice. I guitar. love the diversity in the maybe. crowd. Yeah, there's a lot of diversity. Um, like he says in the lyrics, you know, black and white like a cop car. So maybe that will be coming up soon. There's too. like. There's scenes a from a fight. hotel room, which is classic yeah. rock star, just destroying the shit out of it. Mohawk going on, too. Yeah, they're destroying the room. Like I said, that reminds me of, like, Joe Walsh destroying the room. This had to have been shot in, like, 420p or something. <laughs> Probably. Let me see what this goes up to. Yeah, this 480. Max. Yep, yeah, there you in, go. So they're still in the hotel room partying. Um, think of Holiday Inn by Chingy. Remember we talked about that? Hotel parties. You know, maybe some rock star mentality even back in 2003. I don't know what to make of this. There's a lot happening. There is a the lot going on. The cuts are so once. quick. It's giving Someone me a has seizure. their lampshade on their head? That That's very 
That's just fucking hilarious, actually. Yeah, whoever on the head, the classic move. just going hard with the oh, transitions. Oh, now there's an old lady. Air, there's an old lady that's doing air guitar. More explosions. The car's just doing nice donuts, and there's explosions behind it. <laughs> Some white kid, like, doing the, like, punk rock, like, yeah. Um, you know, when you put, like, the, the finger in the... Yeah, yeah the devil horns. Surfing. There's a sweet Yeah, kid. the devil horns, almost. And, uh, All right, we're getting into the third verse, then. Oh, there's some liquor. What Those now hats, those are like Ed Hardy hats. God. <laughs> the Ed Hardy, yep, that's very rock star. Oh, he has a star shaved into the side of his head. That's pretty cool. Oh. This is my favorite verse, the third star, verse. star, literally. Well, the third verse is incredible. Go down quick. Like the Titanic. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they're still partying the hotel rooms. Maybe, this looks like a low-budget video, to be honest, but yeah, I love I, it. Well, maybe the explosions cost a lot oh, of money. Oh, it's low-budget. There's more explosions. Yeah, they spent their budget on the explosions. <laughs> a lot of explosions. More air guitar going on, too. Oh, it's Oh, there's three people were dressed up. Yeah, like Kiss. I almost said Insane Clown. I almost thought it was uh, ICP, too. Well, it's Kiss. Wow. I don't really this know what to make of video. this. I think I really ICP know. would have There's fit a lot perfectly of into this cream video now for no reason. Oh, what was the th- what was the whole thing about foam parties? Why was that a thing? Silly foam. What was like that a good shit? way to so, spread disease? So yeah. don't go to a foam party if you are in Corona times. I mean, that's actually seemed... don't go to a foam party ever. Oh, the last explosion was, yeah, was the devil one. horns. That was that's fucking awesome. Some shitty okay. CGI right there. <laughs> They were. I love they it. made it happen. You know what? That was a video. <laughs> <laughs> that video was everything I wanted to be and more. I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> I love it. Well, well that, that was, was that. kind of chaotic. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot. I loved it. You guys can watch along. You guys can go back and watch it if you guys want. Um, we went through kind of fast, but pretty much what on par of what I expected for that video, actually. Yeah. Explosions and hotels just getting destroyed to shit. I wonder what's going to happen to that bill afterward. Um, Nothing good. I don't know. They're liable. Nothing good. They're liable. They're, yes, they, they are. They unless they be. bought it out. Well, that was our breakdown of the music video. Hope you guys liked it. We That was freaking hilarious. Uh, not the best video, but hey, we'll take it. So we are no longer going to be doing the top 10 back then as a full episode. We tried it out. It was really fun. We're still going to keep doing it for you all, but we're going to just condense it down a little bit more. So you guys will just get us on a normal episode for a little bit longer. So, Chris, let's break down the top 10 back then. The top 10 back then. Yep. So top 10 back then. Uh, We are rewinding to June 9th, 2007, which was the week um, after uh, Stefan mentioned earlier uh, the week when it was hanging out in the 50s with uh, with Freak Nasty's song of a similar name. It actually bounded up from uh, number 51 to number two. Um, so we'll, we'll come back to that song, but let's see what else is in the top 10. We're going to start off with an absolute classic and um, and a song that is special to all of us. Uh, Pop, Lock, and Drop It by Huey is at number 10. Rest in peace, Huey. Um, thank you for your art because the song is incredible. Rest in peace, Huey. Yes. Pop lock and drop it. Another great song. I had oh, my, my own twist. twist I had my own twist to this song. Um, you did. You, so you pop lock and drop it, right? Yeah. Now you've dropped it. Imagine you're close to the ground. Your ass is hanging out just mere inches from the ground. 
What are you going to do next? You, you pop, you've locked, and you dropped it. Now you need to thrust. So you yeah, pop, I lock, drop this. it, and you thrust. You go forward because you're already down, and um, it's just an extra flare. So well, you can't give I away the you goods. You can't give away the goods of your secret sauce to this song. That's a whole. That's a whole thing that has to be revealed someday. Is your, I like it. Your, I'm your gonna do that next time I hear it. Yeah, no try it. Uh, it is a secret, but you know, um, don't we'll tell share. anybody. If it you're doesn't make to this sense. Podcast. Yeah, don't tell anybody. It doesn't make sense to say it. Like in the like song itself, but it makes sense to do it next. It's That's easily fair. done. You can still pop lock and drop it in normal tempo. I guarantee you. Just add a Absolutely. little thrust in. Absolutely. All right. Well, great start. Uh, pop lock and drop it at number ten. Um, and just a spot above. Did y'all ever kind of get curious what would happen if Kelly Clarkson did grunge? Well. Think no more because never again is hanging out at number nine. <laughs> wow. I, I, never, that, I forgot about that. I never thought of that song yeah. as Kelly Clarkson doing grunge, but that makes a Basically, lot of sense, yeah. actually. Never been a big fan of it. Honestly. She's mad. Um, yeah. Never again. It speaks for itself. I think it was an album, My December. Yeah. It's very grungy. I, yeah, he's right. Um, so that's that. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're just gonna, we're just gonna gloss over that one. We love you, Kelly. We'll come back to you, but not for that song. Um, big girls don't cry by Fergie. Uh, wow. we've, we've yes. recently discussed Fergie, uh, but the follow-up single to glamorous big girls don't cry is coming in at number eight this week. Great song. Fantastic song. In fact, yes. Um, kind of, as we mentioned, like Fergie trying to show a little bit more of her kind of the personal songwriter side. Um, I'm a big fan. Yeah, really showing up her vocal chops. I think that's the most she really sang in a song. Yeah. If you go back through her Black Eyed Peas career, dating, I mean, um, her girl band Days Aside, if you just look at Black Eyed Peas and her singles to that point. Yeah, uh, in commercial hits. Exactly. I hope you know that this has nothing to do with you. Yeah, great song. The Shade. The shade song, yes. It is a shade song. Ugh. Well, one spot above is a song that I've shaded. Uh, it's Girlfriend by Avril Lavigne hanging out at oh, number seven. Chris hates this song. I do not like that yeah. song. It's very, very... Like it. uh, it's It's itself. Um, anything you guys want to mention about Girlfriend? Or do we have to I think we can leave it, it be. Yeah, well, was this Avril Lavigne? It was Avril Lavigne. But, like, was it? Okay, yeah, you know, we, we yeah. the jury's still out. It could be Melissa. That's all I'll say about do, that, do, folks. Do, do, Look do, into do, it. Do. Um, <laughs> you know. Anyway, so Avril or Melissa is hanging out at number seven, and just a spot above, we have an underrated Justin Timberlake song, "Summer Love," at its peak of this number. This is one six. of my favorite Justin. Timberlake is it songs. underrated though? Yeah, it's fucking underrated. You don't like Can, this song? I think. No, I love it. That's what I mean. Oh. I think that people know the song. I don't think it's. I think it's rated correctly. People love it. Oh, it's just rated. Hmm. Hmm. I. I think it should have been a bigger hit. <laughs> yeah, we I think a, it should have been number okay. one. We had three number. Maybe ones it was on a now CD, wasn't it? It was. Um, yeah. So that's maybe that's why I knew it then. It had. It had. He had three number ones in a row, and then um, it, it was this song that kind of broke the streak, and then uh, Love Stone, which is another underrated one. Um, that did, one I don't think that even hit the top 10 um, like both of those justice for him great great album future sex love sounds Jeez. 
We should probably cover another Justin song at some point. Write that down. Yes. Write that down. So one that I'm not going to write down is something we should cover is number five, Home by Daughtry. Hey, you remember oh. Grunge? <laughs> Here's an American Idol version. We won't get into that. We won't get into the American Idol dynamics, but yeah. Yeah, we can we can go on about that. But that one was, oof. That was hammered into everything. Yikes. I yep. remember, I have a distinct uh, memory of sitting in the waiting room at Home Run Inn, and my dad had ordered a pizza, and we were waiting on it, and that song was playing faintly. My dad was pissed because it had been like half an hour, and he was like, what the hell are you taking so long? I'm like, hey, Dad, <laughs> I'm going home. We need to get this pizza home, Chris. damn it. <laughs> he's he's kind of looked at Home me. Run in pizza, amazing pizza. I love Good the pizza. Frozen version. I didn't know they had a yeah. physical cafe. Are you Great. serious? Great. Yeah, up in the Chicago area. Yeah, oh, I've this. only had the Frozen version. Go figure. I'll, we'll, I'll take you sometime. You, yeah. you come up. We'll go. I'll take you. I'm yeah. writing that down. Writing that down. So this is one we could write down. Uh, one spot above at number four. Buy you a drink. Shorty snapping by T-Pain. Amazing yep. song. This was falling. Incredible. T-Pain will have to be covered in some sort of way. Soon. Have y'all uh, have y'all tuned into T-Pain's Twitch streams? No. He has become a he prolific, did win the best singer though. He's become a prolific Twitch streamer and he's incredible. He loves to game. He's like, yeah. um, I think in an interview he claimed that Birdman and Lil Wayne would like bet hundreds of thousands of dollars on call of duty and he'd be like you guys are nuts yeah um uh, he's very sane he 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 loves animal crossing yeah he'll come on and just play like random games and then just like talk to people and like just shoot the shit he's he's incredible i need to check it out he's very level-headed he's just a very genuine human being i love t-pain we we must support him um all right so number three we have uh makes me wonder by maroon five um, just after its number one peak. Thoughts on makes me wonder, y'all. Look, no comment. Looking back, you don't like. <laughs> I like like it more than most Maroon Five songs because it sounds more similar to songs about Jane. I think at the yeah. time it sounded way different. This was uh, like the this was the beginning of what what they became, but it it was it was okay for what it was, you know. It's catchy. Yeah, it's there. It's there. So. That's that's there, and it's right below I Party Like you, a Adam. Rockstar. I see you, Adam Levine. We all see him. He's 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 not going away. So Party Like a Rockstar is hanging out number two, as we know. Um, and I mentioned that it's up forty nine spots this week. Pretty crazy, right? Well, not quite as crazy as going forty spots up to number one, which is what Umbrella by Rihanna did this week, oh. starting its reign for that summer. And Whoa, that is get it? rain umbrella. You're fucking right. I did that on purpose. <laughs> and that, and, and that is exactly why party like a rock star peaked at number two. Yeah. I think under other circumstances, maybe this goes number one, but you get umbrella. Literally, stays there. Literally. If freak nasty's song had not been titled party like a rock star and it had, and it had gone number one a week before we could have, it could have been a number one. Then maybe Rihanna would have never been. No, no Rihanna, <laughs> Rihanna. Rihanna is Rihanna is always will be and always has been. Okay, yep, you. Yeah. I, <laughs> we we I, love I Rihanna. Not, I'm sorry, I had to yes. go there. Um, no, we love Rihanna too. Umbrella is a great song. Oh yeah, um, it was one that we debated breaking down. Initially. I think it'll I mean, happen eventually. Doing Disturbia, yeah. but speaking of simple songs. Umbrella, 
So it is the best song that I know of that is built off of a garage band, uh, band drum loop. Sample. Yes. I think the production is very simple. I think the legacy this song has as maybe one of the top songs of the decade is very hard right. to yes. navigate through. Yeah. Party it's like a rock star iconic. just didn't came at the wrong time. It did. It did. Literally like a week before it could have had its time. What well, what was what was before? It was makes me wonder. Yeah, it makes me wonder. It was on the decline. It could have easily dethroned it. I'm saying Billboard shenanigans, shenanigans. And so that's our top ten back then. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome, guys. I just realized that we actually forgot to do our top five Shop Boys songs. Um, <laughs> actually, um, I'll just give you mine. Number five, Party Like a Rockstar. Number four, Party Like a Rockstar. Number three, Party Like a Rockstar. Number two, Party Like a Rockstar. Number one, Party Like a Rockstar. Yeah, I think so, we're all gonna have fine. very similar lists. <laughs> With that too. So, all right. Well, thank you all for joining us for another episode of Over My Head, a look back at Pop's past, presented to you by the Low Slowly Boys. That's us. If you want to hear our episodes as they drop, please go subscribe, download, and listen to wherever you listen to podcasts most. If you need to catch up, do that too. We're you know looking to do it every single week. We're going back down to an episode a week too. We think you guys are just getting a little bit too much of us, uh, but we love all our listeners and we appreciate you guys listening to us. You want to suggest songs for us to look into or want to just give feedback, email us at loslovelyboysllc at gmail.com. Also hit us up on any of our social media pages. We're sending out polls. We're asking questions. So make sure that you interact with us on there. And then for my co-host, Chris and Stefan, hope we weren't too far in over our heads on this one. We'll see you next time.